What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Juice and Toya podcast brought to you by One Body Los Angeles. I'm your co-host, Juice. And my name is Toya. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode number 15 of the Juice and Toya podcast. Oh, yeah. We are back for another. This one's a fun one. This one's a fun one. Uh, Pretty requested. Not necessarily the topic, but a lot of you wanted to learn more about nutrition. So today we wanted to focus on that today, give you some insight on some common mistakes that are made uh, within nutrition that we want to clear up. And hopefully by the end of this video, if this is a mistake or any of these mistakes that you're making, hopefully you can clear this up. And honestly, I think a lot of people underestimate how much nutrition affects your goals Mm -hmm. on a daily, monthly basis. So we're going to get into that. But first, we got some housekeeping. 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 All right. Um, you go first or me go first? Go first. Go first. first. All right. So first of all, the Fresh Start program. We're not going to talk about this we enough. We are on week three if you're doing the challenge, Shut but um, this is a four-week program that can be done at any time. Yep. Um, and there's two separate versions, a circuit style and a follow-along only program. Um, the follow-along only, again, was 16 brand new follow-along videos. My and God. then the circuit style is... Four days a week, three day circuit style training, Correct. and one option, or I'm sorry, one follow along. <clears throat> and then both programs include an optional fifth day that have been fun challenges that we've been incorporating. Yeah. Um, but the premise of the program is four days a week. It's a four week program mm-hmm. and it's been amazing. So far, we are seeing major results in strength. Love and it. we mentioned this on the last podcast. So many people are giving the circuit program a try, which is amazing, especially if you only, if you know us from our follow along YouTube videos and that's the only thing you've done. The circuit style is different and it can be more challenging, but it is a challenge that makes you stronger, that produces more results. Um, And so kudos to everyone who gave it a try. Um, And then if you finished, if you're doing the program right now and you finish the follow along, give that circuit style a try after. Um, But both of these programs can be found either on our app or you can purchase them um, for a one-time purchase and you don't need an app subscription. And we will post those purchase links as well as the app link in the show notes and description if you're watching. Correct. So it's $30 for the follow along program if you want to just do a one-time purchase and it is $20 for the circuit training program. So great price. Price points again. Um, honestly, I always say I think we should charge more for these, but again, mm-hmm. we want to make it affordable for everybody. We want you all to be a part of this program and get the most out of it. So check it out. We'll link it in the show notes. Um, and you can do this at any time. It doesn't yeah. have to be, even though we're hosting a challenge right now, you can do this later in the year. You can do this before the summer. Whenever you feel, that's the beauty of a program. If you have a program, you can do it at any time, yep. right? It just kind of leads you along the way. So. And one more important thing about the programs, it uh-huh. comes with the nutrition guide, oh, motivation guide, a modification guide. There uh. are guides to help you along the program as well. And just like he just said, a lot of people don't understand how much nutrition impacts your goals. So that nutrition guide is very handy and it comes with either one of the programs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So next up we got uh, merch. Hello. If you you haven't heard it enough, we got our OBLA Lululemon merch. Go check it out on the website. We got some inventory updated. So if you were missing out on some size, be sure to check it out. We got quite a few orders this week. So appreciate everybody. Shout out to 
everybody who orders from us. And also, we, um, you know, if you didn't know, we like to write a handwritten note just to show you how much we appreciate you. So definitely uh, go get your merch. We got some new stuff on the way. I know we keep saying that, but we're excited about it. It is literally getting worked on as we speak. So <laughs> yeah. literally in the next few days, we should have that back and then up on the website. For, and we are excited. For sure. And then last but not least, uh, we got some brand new YouTube videos. Some of these are videos that are within the challenge. So we got some brand new YouTube videos if you're not doing the challenge or on the app we got some new stuff coming out as well as um we're looking at implementing some different types of content on the channel as well other than workouts look we don't want to be just a workout only yeah. channel because as we talk about a lot of different things in this podcast everything um it, you know it's, it's a lot more than that in regards to fitness so uh check out the new youtube content we're excited about it and we're dropping twice a week now so we're Ooh. trying to up our game in a sense of frequency so yes. um if you're looking forward to more consistent content we got you oh, we got you so uh that's cool. pretty much the housekeeping for today and uh let's roll into it let's get i'm into excited it. about this one so. yeah same so within this podcast we wanted to talk about a lot of the common mistakes that are made and we say common because they are very common. It's a lot of things that you don't know unless you ask or you wouldn't know unless you are studying it. Um, and a lot of things that even we did like mistake wise yeah. um, before we got into studying nutrition and um, even when fitness. we were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so we wanted to make this to kind of show that you learn as you go. Yeah. And um, especially when it comes to nutrition, there is trial and error. It takes mm. time to figure out the type of foods that your body likes, the type of things that you react to. Um, you might be intolerant to some foods that you ate every single day and then all of a sudden your body just kind of like, doesn't like it anymore, mm -hmm. you know? And so um, digestion can change. And so nutrition can be very tricky in that sense where um, – you it just takes some time to figure out what works for you and your body in terms of macro breakdowns mm -hmm. um, and what makes you feel good. So right. um, that's kind of what we want to talk about today, some common mistakes and things that might help you to eliminate some of that trial and error. Yeah. So we got 10 common things. There are a lot more. Trust yes. me. Like we get a lot of comments on a daily basis on our YouTube channel. We get a lot of messages on the app. And that's how we kind of came up with these uh, 10 ideas, because these are just things we get asked on a frequent basis. So we figured if we cover these 10 things, like it should cover a lot of people who might be, you know, following these same mistakes. So we kind of want to clear the air here. So um, before we get into those 10 common mistakes, let's talk about <laughs> I think it's I think <laughs> it's fair to talk about. Mistakes Think, we made. <laughs> mistakes we made along the way. Like we, you know, we both laughed about it. Like we both had like just our ideas about nutrition that were totally false or things that we ate that we thought were something else and it mm -hmm. would completely ruin our goals. So like, what are some things, Toya, for you, some common mistakes that you made looking back on it now? Yeah. Like probably back then you were, you know, conscious no idea. of it. Yeah. Um, one of the first mistakes I remember making was, I remember it was my junior or senior year of track season, one of the two. And we were good. And I remember being like, yeah, I want to take this serious and like get faster and eat better. And I remember reading in a, I want to say it was 17 magazine. Um, that was the first time I kind of read about like calories and being in a calorie deficit and really what that meant. And mm -hmm. I remember seeing like eat lower calories if you want to lose weight. Yeah common. Of so um, I remember I would like look up the calories of certain foods. And I remember, I think my mom made like chicken mashed potatoes and like a vegetable. Okay. And I read 
how many calories were in chicken breast and it probably said like 200 calories and a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch had 150. <laughs> so you know what I ate for dinner? Cinnamon toast crunch. Cinnamon toast crunch. Wow. Keep in mind, I read the calories were 150. That probably said like half a cup, but I probably yeah, had two, two cups. cups. So, um, And then like looking at it now, I'm like, oh my, you gave up protein and veggies and a good carb for sugar. Yeah. <laughs> like, for, so, the, for the sake of for calories. For the sake of like, oh, it's less calories though. Yeah. So I should lose weight. Yeah. Um, and then another mistake I made, just kind of going back to the running, I remember um, I also ran cross country and I in the summertime, I would run a lot to get ready for cross country season. And I remember I would go get food, fast food. So let's say I went to McDonald's and got a Big Mac. I would look up the calories in that food. <laughs> I would eat it. And then I would go for a run until my watch told me I burned that many calories. So let's mm. say the burger was 500. I would run until I'd burned 500 calories. Mm. Does not work that way. I was not burning off <laughs> the yeah. Big Mac. But again, in my mind, I was like, oh, it's like I never ate it because yeah. I just burned off 500 calories. And I think mentally... And we'll get into this, but mentally people think like I eat 500 calories and then I burn it. It's no longer in my system. Yes, like, that's what I thought. That is exactly what no, I thought. No, you're just burning calories that you already had, the energy you already had in your body. That is still processing mm -hmm. inside of your stomach and your Storing colon. Storing as fat. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's. A, I mean, I kind of fell into that pool a couple of times too. Is that all? Like, yeah, I think yeah. those those are my big the ones big that ones, I remember like yeah. now when people say that, please don't feel like these are stupid questions because no. even we, Listen. like now when our clients say that or we have friends that are like, just go burn it off at the gym, we can correct them in a way that's like, unfortunately don't work that way. We've done the same thing. Yeah. That's not how it works. Um, but now we know better and mm -hmm. you don't, no one told me at yeah. that time. You know, so I kept doing it until Look. I was educated and was like, Oh my goodness. Yeah, when it comes to anything like there's no stupid question. That's why we we don't want people to feel like, you know, some some people get intimidated, I think especially on the Juice and Toya app to ask us questions. So like we don't want anyone to feel like oh that no that's a dumb question. Why would you ask that? Like these are we want you to feel like, you know, we made these same mistakes like mm -hmm. coming up. Like these are the same things that we thought were true that are not obviously. So um one thing for me um, this is more sports related, but I underestimated the amount of protein that my body needed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and this is before tracking. I, I, this is before tracking calories and macros and all that stuff. But um, I found myself, and I mentioned this into another pod, in, in another podcast. I found myself getting hurt a lot. And when you play football, you lift a lot of weights. It's a lot of wear and tear on your body. And you know, a lot of times people just kind of uh, associate that with just, you know, we'll say, oh, I'm just injury prone. Yep. Right. I'm just like, that's just genetically injury prone. Like I'm just more it's a contact sport. Yeah, I'm just more fragile than most people. But in reality, I wasn't eating enough protein to not only sustain the workouts. You know, sometimes we did two a days. We'll work out in the morning and then in the evening, then have practice. That's a lot of activity. Yeah. Then you got wear and tear on the body at practice and games and stuff like that. So if you're not getting in proper protein on a daily basis, like your body will wear down. Those muscles will tear. Those tendons will get, you know, very, you know, rigid. So um, that was a big thing. And once I realized how much protein I need, I think at the time I needed to eat like 220 grams, which that's a lot of protein. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 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 kind of hard to get, especially if you don't have a huge appetite, which at the time I only ate like my, I only ate like lunch and dinner. Like I, I was only, I was a two meal a day. I'm still to this day. I kind of only eat two meals a day. So within those, um, within those meals, I had to have at least a hundred to 120 calories 
per meal, which is protein. a lot of protein. I mean, sorry, I said <laughs> calories. That is, oh like, my God, I would die. It's a tiny meal. <laughs> 100 to 120 grams of protein mm-hmm. per meal, which is a lot. Like that's, yeah. like that's like three chicken breasts, you know, especially if you're only eating two meals. So that yep. was something that I uh, made the mistake of. And once I cleaned that up, I, it was like night and day. Like I, I was performing better. I built more muscle. I wasn't getting hurt as much. Like I just felt the difference of how much protein uh, made a difference mm-hmm. in my body. Another thing I'll add on, this is another thing. I used to drink Gatorade like it was water. Like with every <laughs> meal, like it was just like, because <laughs> as an athlete back in the day, you just think, oh, it's a sports drink. Right. It's just, you know, it's keeping helping me hydrated. Your, it's helping yeah. my sports goals. But <laughs> in reality, Gatorade is like more so for during performance. Yeah. So like if you're working out, that Gatorade is meant to replenish and hydrate during your workout. Those sugars, all those that sugar, all that sugar that is in Gatorade and all those sports drinks, that is meant to be in the moment. And I didn't learn that until later. I was just drinking three or four a day, and that's a lot of sugar. And also a lot of sodium, the electrolytes. I was overdoing it with the <laughs> electrolytes. So if you find yourself drinking sports drinks like they're water, essentially, <laughs> that is a huge mistake. And that can be... You know, one of the things that we can even add to this list that uh, can kind of hold you back, especially if your goal is to lose some body fat, lose some weight, um, that can even bloat you. Just the amount of sodium that mm-hmm. are in sports drinks, right? You got that sodium. And all the there. extra sugar. Some yeah. oh Gatorades, depending on the size, that's the sugar you need for an entire day. Entire day. day. Oh. Multiply that by four. So you got 120 grams <laughs> of sugar in your body. So that was a big common mistake that I made. And again, it was like night and day. Once I kind of cleaned it up and really understood it. And we mentioned this before, it's all about education, right? Just educate yourself and understand what you're putting into your body. And then, you know, moving forward, you you just have a better understanding of what you need to eat. Mm So um, now that we've talked about (laughs) just sort of our common mistakes, again, there are a lot of other ones. Oh, yeah. These are just the ones that kind of stick out to us um, that um, we obviously don't do now. But let's get into the 10 things And these are not necessarily in a particular order. Um, The first few are very important because we get asked these a lot, um, but no particular order. So don't feel like we're ranking these at all. So if you find yourself um, doing any of the following 10, hopefully, again, uh, by the end of this, you'll understand it a lot more. It gives you some insight into why it could be a mistake. It might also help you, again, eliminate some of that trial and error. Because can you imagine... If I would have had proper meals or proper man, education. And, and I think about that often. Like if I knew then what I know now, but that's the point. You learn as you grow and as you get older, right? For sure. So, yeah. um, okay. So let's get into, um, there's 10 things. I don't know ten. if we said eight earlier, ten. but there's ten, 10 common mistakes. There's 10 common mistakes. Um, so <laughs> the first one, um, underestimating or overestimating your food intake. Mm. And I think this is probably the biggest one because it falls, it's an umbrella under or over so many things. So um, if you're someone who is tracking, again, we've always said you do not need to be tracking forever. We don't recommend it. Um, It sometimes can be good to help you see what you're eating. Or if you're trying to get in more protein, tracking will allow you to see how much am I getting. And then once you've tracked for a little bit, you have an idea of like, how much protein you're getting in each day just by eyeballing and you can eat more intuitively and listen to your body. But um, for the sake of this point, let's assume that you are tracking your calories. Um, And and I'll I'll say, sorry uh to interrupt you. Think of tracking as a method of, like you just mentioned, education. Yes. Right. Tracking is just teaching you how 
are teaching you what foods have what macros and calorie mm-hmm. content, right? Don't look at, yes, if you need to track um, and just to kind of um, stay within a certain range, it'll help you understand that. But again, like you said, tracking isn't forever. Like that's, in, it's almost impossible. You're not going to be able to track every day of the year of every food that you eat. Yeah, because when you eat out, you, there's you have no way no to track that. no idea what's in that. And that goes to this point. So when you're tracking, um, we actually just talked about this on our last live on our YouTube, where if you aren't weighing the food, you are not tracking correctly no because way. measuring with a tablespoon <laughs> is so different than weighing out oh the grams God. or ounces of that food. Yeah. And so let's say you're measuring with a tablespoon. You're like, all right, I've got one tablespoon of peanut butter, yep. but you didn't fully scrape that off. Like, And it's actually a tablespoon and a half, right? Mm. That's an extra 40 to 60 calories right there. And that's just with one time a day. Let's mm. say you're doing that with condiments. Let's say that you are doing it with your proteins, your carbs and things like that. You can easily be getting in an extra five, six, 700 calories yeah. a day. And then you're saying, well, I'm tracking my calories and I'm in a caloric deficit, but I'm not losing weight. Mm. And so the problem is you're not in a calorie deficit, but you really truly think you are. And I think that can be, and the same thing if you're trying to build muscle or put on weight and you say like, I'm not putting on weight, I am eating more calories than I should be eating. And I I don't understand what's going on. We may not be accurately tracking your food. So that's one common mistake that we see very, very often. Um, and this goes also with serving sizes. Yeah, I was going to say portion sizes. Is yep, huge. servings and portions. And so if you're looking at a food and you're like, oh, a serving size is 150 calories, but you're not seeing what that serving size is, you might mm-hmm. look at a container and be like, oh, this is 150, but for how much? Yeah. So going back to that cinnamon toast crunch that I <laughs> ate, like I was just looking at, oh, if I eat a bowl, yeah. but what is a bowl? You know, yeah. like you have to really weigh out Two thirds, because two thirds cup may not be the same weight as using a cup. And another mistake in the sense of like um, over underestimating foods is I think a lot of people also mistrack, like let's say for like rice, for example, a Mm -hmm. lot of times the um, serving size will say um, cooked or or not cooked. Oh, yes. Good point. So if you measure, let's say, a fourth a cup of a fourth a cup of cooked rice versus a fourth a cup of dry, of, rice. of dry rice, those are two completely different things. That can be Correct. twice as much. You know Correct. what I mean? So um, same thing with protein as well. Sometimes serving size will say, um, you know, cooked... Uh, chicken. Yeah, cooked chicken, like 28 grams of chicken mm-hmm. cooked versus raw, right? That's the big difference. When you cook, you cook a lot of the water out, which yep. changes the weight. the weight of the food that you're eating. So pay attention to that too as well. It's very... You know, very small, but it makes a big it, difference. Oh, like hundreds, uh, of, hundreds calories of calories difference. Yeah. yeah. So if it says cooked or raw, pay attention to that as well, because that can make or break uh, your tracking yep. for the day. When so. you're putting that into whatever you're using yeah. to track, that's a very good point. Put that in raw or cooked, depending on how you're measuring it. Mm-hmm. Um, and most people will measure it um, cooked because yes. whenever, if you weigh it raw, you don't know. I mean, I guess you could weigh it raw too yeah. and it just like cooks down, but I don't know if you want to weigh it raw on the scale, however you want to do it. <laughs> Whatever you um, want to do. But like 
a cooked rice, if you're going to eat the whole serving, like yeah. then you can weigh it dry right. and then put it in if you're eating all of it. But I guess I'm saying sometimes um, we cook like rice or chicken and things in bulk. Yes. So yeah. um, you don't know how much you're going to eat out of that. Yeah. But if you're cooking a piece of chicken and you want to weigh it raw because you know you're eating that entire thing, yep. then it would be accurate. I think it would be more realistic to say to measure everything cooked. Yeah. It's just easier. You don't have to put raw chicken on your measuring cup or yeah, and then if you cook more than you're <laughs> yeah. going to eat, you don't have to worry exactly. about, um, oh, and I got to reweigh it. So yeah, exactly. it just makes things easier. But again, if you want to cook, if you want to weigh things raw, yeah. that works too. Sure. Just keep it consistent exactly. um, a, with what you're going to eat. Yeah. So that's the cool. number one word. <laughs> that's the number one In any podcast we put out, is going to be consistency. So uh, that leads us to our next um, topic, which is macros. Okay. So if you don't know what macros is, it's basically. The breakdown of calories, carbs, mm-hmm. protein, and fat. Um, just generally speaking, there are four calories in a gram of carbs, four calories in a gram of protein, and nine calories within one gram of fat. Yes, so sir. when you're tracking your calories, keep that in mind as well. And usually your fat content will be a lot less than your protein. Because and it's more calories. Because it's more calories. So keep that in mind. So with that point... Um, going back to my football days, mm-hmm. when I first started learning, and we had a nutritionist um, on staff that we had that kind of taught us a lot about food and the importance of it. So that's when I kind of first learned about uh, tracking calories. And that's when I learned that I was burning 3,500 calories on average a day, which is, you know, at the time I was almost about 200 pounds, very muscular. Um, and I was also trying to build muscle. So if you're burning 3,500 calories a day and you're trying to put on muscle, <laughs> essentially, I was almost I almost needed to eat close to 4,000 calories a day. So, of course, I'm tracking my foods. I'm eating all type of stuff. I'm eating, <laughs> you know, college peanut butter and jelly, you know, the ramen, ramen. top ramen, all oh, that stuff, man. trying to calculate all these calories. And this is before my realization of protein and how much protein makes a part of all those calories. Mm-hmm. I was just focused on getting the calories in. Which was great because I was getting in the food that I needed because of the energy I was burning. So I felt a lot better once I started to get that food content. But also it got to a point where I plateaued in a sense of how much I was uh, progressing with my um, just building muscle in general and putting on weight. So when I understood that, (laughs) I think she broke it down for me. And basically I was only eating about 25% protein, (laughs) which was awful oh my goodness i was thinking i was like 25 percent protein i was like 50 percent like carbs and like 25 percent fat something like that and she basically flipped it <laughs> she was like you need to be eating close to 50 grams uh 50 percent protein 25 percent carbs and 20 to 25 percent fat once i understood how important the ratio of my macros and how much that paid a role into not only the calorie content that i was consuming on a daily basis but what it was doing for me in a sense of building muscle and recovery that made a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And this can make a huge difference for you, especially whether your goal is to lose weight or to put on muscle or to even just build strength and recover uh, from some of the strength workouts that you're doing. That ratio within those macros makes a big difference um, If you do when you're doing it right. It makes a huge difference. Yes. And so this kind of goes back to um, our number one point. So let's say you are tracking correctly um, and you're still not reaching your goals properly. This goes down to are you eating the correct macro breakdown? And the reason this is important is because 
not all calories are created equal. So a calorie, if you're trying to eat 1500 calories, you can't just eat 1500 calories and be like, oh, lost weight because the breakdown of the food matters. It's so important. So let's say that at the end of the day, you have 200 calories left um, and you decide to eat 200 calories in Oreos, Mm. right? (laughs) And let's say you haven't hit your protein goal for the day. Um, That is not, or let's say you're eating like he was, majority of your calories are coming in from Oreos and carbs and fats and sugars, mm-hmm. essentially, and you're not getting in your protein, at some point, your muscle is going to suffer for yeah. that. Your metabolism is going to suffer. Like, it's not the same to eat 200 calories in gummy bears as it is in broccoli. Let's no look worries. at a sugar. It's not the same to eat 200 <laughs> calories in apples as it is in gummy bears. Yes. That apple has fiber. There are nutrients in that apple, whereas the gummy bears, there's nothing really that it can do for your body. It tastes good and it's good carbs. So um, looking at what calories you are consuming, while it might be important to be in a calorie deficit, I would fight that the calories you are eating are more important than that deficit because your micronutrients Mm. matter also. Let's talk about micro. Yeah, within that breakdown. So let's call it a macro slash micro breakdown. So your your micronutrients are your vitamins, your minerals, all of those things matter as well. So a lot of times if a client is like, okay, I'm tracking, I'm not losing any weight, are you eating enough protein? Mm. What does your sodium level look like? How much sugar are you intaking? Yeah. Because sodium can cause more water retention. Yes. So you your weight may not be going down because you now you're holding on to water. water. Are you inflamed because of the high content of sugar that you're eating, mm. right? And so all of these things make a huge, huge, huge. difference. And it, we keep saying you're eating too much carbs and fat. You also can be eating too much protein, yeah, right? That's true. It's you possible. need to be getting in enough carbs also to sustain, but also enough fat. Fat plays very important role in yeah. your body. So um, I know the next question is going to be, what's a good macro breakdown? It really depends. It depends yeah. on your goals. It depends on your muscle mass. It depends on genetics, your, your genetics. Body. It depends on your um, fitness routine. Uh, yeah. How much are you lifting? Are you a marathon runner? Are you a football like, player? Are yes. You, <laughs> you know what I'm yes. Um, yeah. All of that plays a role. And this is why at the beginning we said it's trial and error because Sometimes it takes some figuring out what works best for you. I've yeah. kind of figured out I work best on a moderate carb, mod, like a little bit higher carb, moderate protein, lower fat. Yeah. That's where I feel my best. That works best with my performance. Um, but I had a friend that was bodybuilding with me and she did so well on high fats. Yeah. You know, Our diets were completely different when it came down to our nutrition plan mm-hmm. for bodybuilding. So um, this is why in the last podcast we said it doesn't, you can't just like copy yeah. what someone else does because yeah. your breakdown is your own. Yeah. And I, I remember, I think I started off... Um, I was 40% protein, 35% carbs, and 25% fat. And then over time, it transitioned. And again, this is when I was playing football. I was 50% protein, 30% uh, carbs, and 30% fat. So again, it took some trial and error to me, for me to figure out. It was more so a balance between me having enough energy to get through the workouts and also having enough protein to be able to sustain the workouts and mm-hmm. re- be able to recover from the workouts. So you know, start at a baseline. You know, I don't, I don't want to give you a baseline because it's different for everybody. Yeah. But 
if you want some more insight on macros, again, we can do We're going to do a whole podcast on macros eventually, but uh, check out on the Juicy Toy app. We have a nutrition guide that talks all about how macro breakdown uh, affects your um, workouts, affects your recovery and all that stuff. Um, and then again, along with your tracking, if you're tracking calories, make sure that you're tracking macros as well. I know a lot of people use, um, what is it, uh, MyFitnessPal mm-hmm. uh, to track their calories. There's a macro breakdown within that as well that can show you the ratio. So if you look at all the calories that you ate for the day, um, look at that macro breakdown because that can really bring a lot of things to the surface, especially if you're someone who has been following those workouts. You've been, you feel like you've been eating um, clean for the most part, but you're plateauing. You feel like you're not dropping the pounds or building the muscle that you want to, that macro breakdown will really um, just show you, bring a lot of that to the light. I, I can't tell you how many clients that show me their MyFitness. I was like, look, I'm eating my broccoli, spinach. I'm getting my chicken in, my protein. And then I was like, well, you only got in 30% protein. You got 50% carbs and you got 10% fat or right. whatever the yeah. macro yeah. is, right? It's so... Uh, and that's usually where we kind of find the missing link. So um, for a lot of you, check those macros. I guarantee you that will probably be the thing that cracks the code for you. You know, um, One thing I forgot to say, this kind of goes me. back to number one, just mm-hmm. him bringing up the tracking. If you're putting in your calories from your TDE, do not include At, your oh, exercise. Yeah. In my fitness um, in my fi- Don't oh, add it in. Correct. Um, because that calorie number you got from your TDE is already including your exercise. Yes. So this kind of just goes back to that under or overeating. They, when you put in the exercise, it gives you more calories to for eat. Sure, for sure. And you don't want that because you've already included that <laughs> exercise in your numbers. Yeah. So that also leads to over for sure. overconsumption. I'm adding the activity level, level, Lab. Adding the activity level kind of only matters if you're more so trying to maintain. Yes. Right. Yes, so yes. if you're, you know, burning 500 extra calories a day and let's say your uh, TDE is 2800 calories and you're trying to maintain, then it makes more sense to include your calories there because you need to eat those 2800 calories. But yeah. if you're trying to be at a deficit and you're adding those active calories to your MyFitnessPal, now you're that's an extra 500 calories yep. not accounted for. And that can be another reason why you're not losing the weight or dropping the body fat. Yeah, and keep in mind, how does my fitness pal know that 20 minutes of running, you burned a hundred calories, mm. right? Like th- to know the amount of calories you burn, they would have to know your heart rate, your height and weight, your intensity during. So those are also very misleading calories. Yeah. So don't add them in, go off of your TDE, whether Correct. you're maintaining, whether you're, um, whether you're trying to lose gain, whatever Find that TD for you, put that in and do not pay attention. And to look the rest. for those verified sources of what you're tracking. Yes, so a lot of times you'll see within my fitness pile, there are things that people manually add themselves that are included in that log. Mm-hmm. Usually the ones with the check mark, you'll yes. see they are verified with the actual product. So be sure that you're using verified tracking as well. And sometimes it's not the case for every product. There's so many products out there on the market, but uh, try to make sure those uh, calories are verified and then try to link it and match it up to what the actual product that you're using, right? So if it says, make sure it says, because sometimes you'll see a product and they'll say a serving size is 150 calories. And then on my fitness pile, it might say 170, right? So make sure those kind of match up too Correct as well. Brand, again, everything. it's only 20 pounds, I'm 20 pounds, 20 calories. But again, you know, you're doing it. That can add up. So, um, all right. So let's cool. go into number three. So we talked about under and overestimated food. We talked about the macro breakdowns. is very important. Those are top two. You get those down, you figure those out. Uh, I think you'd be pretty solid. But here's a big one. These are top three. And then after that, it's no real priority. But uh, let's talk about hidden calories. 
Mm. And what we mean by hidden calories are these are things a lot of people take uh, take for granted. They kind of uh, this this can kind of fall under the overestimating. But um, let's talk about and you mentioned it earlier. And this is some, I talked about this in a few podcasts. Oils, nut butters, condiments. These are things that people include into their diet on or their nutrition on a daily basis that add up. So, for example, I mentioned Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A before. And I used to, in college, I used to go ham on Chick-fil-A. We had mm. like a student discount, so I would go all the time um, and I would get, you know, the number one chicken, you know, let's not get into it. <laughs> so anyways, I would get that meal. And then one day when I was learning about calories and learning about tracking, I looked up the um, contents of a Chick-fil-A sauce, right? And this is just, it was about two tablespoons, right? I, and those, so I think, I believe it's two tablespoons. Yeah. It was 150 yeah. calories for that sauce. And how often are you only using one sauce? Might be one tablespoon because that container is like thin. (laughs) It might be, but I'm pretty sure it's two tablespoons. But you know the sauce of a. You know the Chick Fil A. You know the size. It doesn't matter if it's Chick Fil A, McDonald's. It doesn't matter. Sauce. Pay attention to the calorie content or just the content of that sauce, even with the sugar, sodium, Mm -hmm. all those Mm -hmm. things that is is included, because that's where a lot of people mess up. So let's say you ordered, you know, some Chick Fil A, and you you slam three sauces that is 450 calories that you've added to your nutrition and majority of the time that's pure fat pure like fat. there's fat and sugars pure fat um yeah. you can uh mayo ketchup the sugar and ketchup a big one especially as far as sugar barbecue oh, no, sauce my fave Bar- i think sweet baby rays oh my i want to say is like 17 grams of sugar or something insane and it, let me just say it's called sweet baby rays for you reason. Let's say you get a three-piece chicken tender. You need more than one sauce. There's no like, way. You're not using you, one sauce for no way. three pieces. You double dipping that, that one chicken strip in one in sauce. One sauce. <laughs> I know people who who do at least four or five sauces. They ask yep. for multiple sauces. So that's a huge one. Uh, let's get into oils. Nut, oh, oils and nut butters. Oils and nut butters. And those add up quickly because remember we said nine grams per nine Calories, calories per, per one gram, gram of fat. Mm. So a little bit of fats, regardless of what they are, adds up quickly in terms of density and calories compared to fat or carbs and protein. So any fats, whether it's sauces, it's oils, it's nuts, it's mm-hmm. nut butters, all of those things are going to add up more quickly in calories. Yes. This doesn't mean don't use oils or don't use nut butters. Yeah. Just understand the portion sizes like having a handful of nuts is probably close to 400 yeah. calories depending on the nut um, just because it is more dense. In yeah, terms these are of calorie, calorie dense things, right? So doesn't seem like much, right? A, a, a tablespoon, is it a tablespoon or two tablespoons? About two tablespoons is 16 grams of fat in, wow. in um, um, nut butter. So two tablespoons of peanut butter, you got 16 grams of fat. Um, Insane. And it's, again, almonds, almond butter, it's great for you. They're most, not most, most healthy fats um, are great in omegas. They're great in fats that your body needs. So you should be incorporating fats, avocados, olive oil, all of those things. Great things to include, but understand the portion size of them, um, especially if you're conscious of your calories, um, that it's going to add up quickly in fats and in calories sure. when it compared to um, carbs yeah. or fat. And we're not saying don't eat it, but just be conscious of the, the calorie content. Because if you love PB&Js, 
most cases you might be putting more than two tablespoons depending on how you big your bread to, is for a good peanut butter and <laughs> for, jelly yeah <laughs> for, for the, the one i like to eat is a little bit more than a couple tablespoons so uh sort of keep that in mind and also to add to the, the one of the common mistakes i made coming up i used to think uh um peanut butter was a protein mm. Like majority protein. so And I guarantee you someone else listening to this thinks it is too because I thought that. Yeah. That is such a common, common thing. So, so common. Yeah, but I, I don't even know the exact amount of protein that's in peanut butter. I think maybe I like think four, four or five grams. Yeah. Four or five grams. But yes, it does have protein. But when you're looking at the ratios, right? Let's talk about the ratio of macros. There are four grams of protein to 16 grams of fat, right? So every for every two tablespoons... Let's say you eat four tablespoons of peanut butter for the day. That's only eight grams of protein, but 32 grams of fat, right? So that's, it's not even worth it in a sense of eating it for protein. You're, be, you're better off uh, eating some lean proteins, uh, chicken, chicken breasts, you know, all down the line. To if help your you. goal is to if get, goal is more to get in more protein. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're listening to this and you thought peanut butter was a protein, that, so did this, I. That, <laughs> that, that alone might change your goals. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Literally I alone. definitely, I remember that goes along with my cinnamon toast crunch my, where I, yeah, 100, 100%. And that was my excuse for eating peanut butter and jelly. Good protein. <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> All right, so what's the next one? So we talk about oh, over under. Let me start Mac- this next Toy, one. Toy is licking the chops on this one. This one, because I <laughs> made this for a long time. So again, for those that don't know, I did bikini bodybuilding um, many moons ago. And I did three shows. And one of my first, not one of my first, my first show, um, I started following all these other bodybuilders and like, what do they do? And like, prep is hard, you guys. Like... It's insane. The and we'll maybe we'll do another podcast it's about that. Discipline. It is extreme. It's extreme. Um, again, we'll talk about it in another <laughs> podcast. There's so much I could say, but um, one of the things that was very common was zero calorie foods, mm-hmm. not just drinks. Yeah. And um, because yeah. when you're doing a prep, you are in a very restrictive caloric diet, yeah. like extreme, everything is measured. And so this zero calorie brand, I'm not going to say the brand. If you know the brand, you know if the you brand, know, you know. Um, but they had zero calorie peanut butter. That's insane. Zero calorie syrup. Zero calorie jelly. Oh, this is all one brand? Oh, this is a brand. Zero calorie salad dressings. Any salad dressing you could think of. Ranch, French, Italian. Thousand, how do you make zero calorie Thousand Island? First of all, Thousand Island, if you don't know, if you're a Thousand Island lover <laughs> or or the McDonald's secret sauce so lover, that is... Pure 90% fat. fat. <laughs> Pure fat. So the fact that they made that zero calories peanut butter is a red flag. We just talked about peanut red butter. Red flag. Zero calorie peanut butter. So what I'm getting at is these foods, while tempting because you're getting zero calories, first of all, they don't taste good. Mm. You might like be like, oh, like it tastes good because you can't have you can have anything you want. Yeah. But because you're restricting yourself from a certain food, you might trick yourself into thinking it tastes good listen we tried all kinds of things made all kinds of concoctions but looking at it now what was i putting in my body because and that's the question extremely inflammatory extremely high in sodium Mm. and looking at what it was made of i didn't care it was zero calories Mm. right and so at that time i was just like i can have it because it's not adding extra calories calories. to this diet that i'm doing right and so 
because it's zero calories, you might think like, well, how is that going to hinder my goals? Sodium. Mm. Inflammation of whatever whatever it is that we are eating. The zero calorie peanut butter had titanium dioxide in it. Wait, say it. Titanium dioxide. There's metal? metal? Read the. Yeah, read the. I took a screenshot of this because I couldn't believe it. Like, it's insane. And while she looks this up, if, if something says zero calories, the first thing you need to ask yourself is like, all right. And especially if the normal version of it, let's say the normal version of that product is 150 calories. The mm-hmm. first thing you need to ask is like, all right, yes, it's zero calories. Great. But what did they do to make it zero yes. calories? What did they add to it to fill in the place of those 150 calories? It didn't just disappear, mm-hmm. right? They had to do something to it or add something uh, to fill in those 150 calories to give you the same. And they always market it the same way. The same great taste <laughs> oh my with goodness. Z- for zero calories. Yes. But look at the ingredients, people. Look at the ingredients. Because the same way not all calories are equal and the type of calories yeah. matter, the ingredients in these calories matter too. Sure. So what did it um, the peanut, the way that the peanut butter was made is they used peanut extract. There were no peanuts in this peanut butter. And it'll say it sometimes on there. It'll say contain 0% peanuts. Yeah. Or it'll say 2% fruit, actual fruit Why was there fruit and vegetable juice in peanut butter? What is <laughs> Corn fiber, titanium dioxide, canola lecithin never i've heard of sunflower canola never heard of canola lecithin the main one of the main ingredients first of all the first ingredient was water mm. um and if you didn't know the first ingredient is a main ingredient um cellulose <laughs> gel why is first of all if you're getting peanut butter and you want a good quality peanut butter peanuts and salt yeah that's it right um you can make peanut butter in your house yes but with just peanuts but if you're gonna have one that's got a little more stuff in it at max maybe sugar sugar that's it like don't get peanut butter that has cellulose gel. Cellulose. Like that's because it's to me, it's I would almost rather you have those the calories because that at least will give you some fats that your body can absorb and use for something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know how this broke down in my body and what it was doing, yeah. causing inflammation, that high sodium retention, like all of that. So yeah. all of that to say, if something says zero calories, um, if it's a food that should have something and it was taken out, for example, can't believe this was real. Avocado is a fat. They had low fat avocados. That's insane. What is a, a, a avocado is a fat and it's a good fat and you need the fats. Don't take it out. <laughs> Just eat less of it. I don't, it doesn't make sense. But if it should be a fat and it tells you it's not a fat, like he said, what did they do to Dude, make that not? Ask yourself, a fat? like, what did they do? It's a, it's a filler. They had to replace something with something mm-hmm. else. And the crazy part about it is a lot of times they replace real ingredients yes. that your body can actually break Absorb, down yeah. for titanium. Plastic. Plastic, which is not meant for your body to break down. So keep that in mind. And when it comes to zero calorie, anything, in most cases, you're better off eating the regular, mm-hmm. you know, food, whether it's Coke Zeros. I wouldn't even go into Coke and, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, we didn't mention drinks. drinks. A lot of the drinks, they're zero calorie because of artificial, artificial. sweeteners. And they will blow you. So I had a client that was saying she stopped drinking um 
It was a, it was a low cal or a zero calorie sparkling something. Um, but she was like, I noticed I'm getting so gassy and bloated after drinking them. Mm -hmm. And it's just the artificial sweetener. So this is same for protein bars or anything that you're eating or drinking that has artificial sweeteners. I loved the specific protein bar, loved the way it tasted, but then at the end I'd get that like mm. that artificial taste in my mouth and then blow, I would get yeah. bloated every single time. Every so time. I had to stop eating them. Um, and it's the artificial sweetener. So we don't want to say like, check every ingredient label. And if you can't pronounce it, it's bad. No. That's not the case at all. Um, there are things that I can't pronounce that are not going to do harm to your body and yeah. it's okay to eat them, especially things in moderation. Fine. Yeah. But titanium dioxide i don't think i want metal (laughs) metal in my peanut butter when it should just be peanuts yeah salt yes so that's a very good point look at the food you're eating what should that food be for sure and if it's not if it's peanut butter and it's cellulose gel and titanium dioxide it's probably you're probably better off eating the peanut butter yeah and this goes for no and and low calorie as well yeah because they might even say low calorie and they're filling in Mm -hmm. things uh for that low calorie content with things that aren't necessarily mm-hmm. natural <laughs> to the body. So cool. that's a good one. Zero calories. Just again, we're not telling you not to eat it. Just be mindful of it. Just ask yourself what is in it. If it's yep. they're taking my calories away, then what are they filling it with? So cool. Um, good one. Next one is this is a big one. I think this is a mentality that I think some people say it kind of just as a mentality or as a joke. Um, but a lot of people take this sort of idea seriously. And that's the what I call the burn it off mentality, right? So for example, let's say, um, you know, we're going out to dinner tonight with some friends and um, let's say I want a steak. Let's say I haven't had a steak in a while. I want to have a steak with some, you know, buttery mashed potatoes and some garlic oiled up, you know, green beans or whatever. I eat this meal and my mentality will say, I'll burn this off tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? It's about a thousand calories. I'll burn it off tomorrow, which is, I, I get it in a sense of, um, being accountable, mm-hmm. right? I get it in a sense of understanding like, all right, this isn't necessarily the best meal for me. Of course, I'm out, whatever. And I want to stay on top track on my goals and I want to be able to, you know, go work out and be able to stay on track. I get that. But a lot of people really look at it as like, oh, I eat 500 calories. I'm going to go, like she mentioned before, <laughs> get on the Stairmaster and not stop until I'm at 500 calories, mm-hmm. right? And I think people have the mindset, like, I just ate this 500 calorie burger. And after I finished the Stairmaster, that burger is gone, mm-hmm. right? That's not how it works. That burger is still in your stomach. It's still being processed in your colon. And this is why I like to mention the quality of your food does matter, right? Because, and we talked about this before, 500 calories of a very clean meal versus a 500 calories of a not so clean meal. People look at it as like, you know, a uh, fair game, right? They look at it as like, these are on different levels. They're calories, 500 calories, 500 calories. But at the end of the day, your body has to break that down, right? Your body has to process what you put in it. And a lot of times it takes two or three days for your body to even process what you put in it. So you can't have the mentality that, oh, I burned uh, eight, 500 calories of this, I'm just going to burn this off and I'm good to go. I'm, I'm, I'm squared off, right? Yep. That's not the case, right? You have to look at it as the food that you put into your body, the quality of it does matter, right? The macro breakdown of it does matter. The 
ingredients, whether artificial or natural, does matter. Your body, regardless of how you view it, has to process that in a way which can benefit you or hurt you in a way as well. So, And the calories you burn off can come from many different sources Ooh, as well, depending yeah. on the exercise, your intensity level. Sure. It can come from carb stores. It can come from fat utilization. So again, there's no way that you're just consuming something and then going to burn it off. Delete. The thing that is possible is you can eat something like a quick carb, Mm -hmm. um, like the Gatorade during the workout, and Mm. it can supply your body with energy currently, Mm. but you're not burning off the calories Mm. of that. Um, And the reason this is also important to mention is because the macros, and we probably should have mentioned this in point two with the macro breakdown, but the macros you eat break down differently Mm. in your body in terms of your metabolism working to break that down. So the reason, another reason that protein is so important too, is your metabolism works a lot harder to break down protein increasing your metabolism Mm. so giving you a higher thermic effect of food when you eat that protein versus fat which has a lower thermic effect of food so Mm. this is another reason that prioritizing protein is important and why it can help speed up your metabolism as well so this is another point why not all calories are created equal um they literally are not the same once you swallow once it's in there Shoot, even when it's in your mouth, really, yeah, like the yeah. saliva that it takes. But um, yeah, the, the burn it off mentality, I had that growing up, um, especially going into college when I was like, you know, I want to exercise more, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a mentality I had. And then I mentioned like looking at my watch to burn off those calories. This is also not accurate compared to what I ate, you know, and so it's just not a good mentality um, because it doesn't work that way. However, you can say, you know, I had a carb heavy meal. I'm going to go work out and put those carbs to use use, some of that energy, use that energy to to, um, supply my muscles with one of the best things you can do if you overate is get in a good lift because it will help you to utilize Utilize. that muscle too. Um, You think think of utilization and not necessarily burning it off, Mm -hmm. getting rid of it, deleting Mm -hmm. it from your body. That's not the case, right? So um, again, it's okay to have this mentality in a sense of accountability, but don't have it in a sense of like, this is how the body works. You eat eat and delete. That's not how it works. So um, this is a perfect segue. We're going to go into alcohol, right? Mm -hmm. And we're going to be very, very short with this just because it's really no way around it. I think a lot of people um, try their best. And, And we've mentioned this before. Moderation is key, right? You can have things in moderation. Like we've had drinks at times, but again, we understand how, whether it's food or alcohol, understand how it makes you feel. Not in the moment, mm-hmm. <laughs> but after the fact, right? Does it give you, um, do you get hangovers? Does it make you feel sluggish the next day, right? At the end of the day, alcohol is, is it's not good for you, right? There's no way around There's it. There's no yeah. way around it. It's not good for you. It causes inflammation. Um, it, um, you know, it's a detriment to your performance sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's just empty calories. Like it's not um, built to help you in any sense, right? So if you're someone who struggles with managing your alcohol intake, especially in regards to um, just reaching your goals, in most cases, like cutting it out will make a huge difference. Like I know a lot of people who um, cut out drinking completely and, and it wasn't because they just cut it out because they didn't want it anymore. I think they gave themselves the opportunity, and I mentioned this before, to 
really feel what it takes to not drink. Like give yourself maybe six to eight weeks and understand how well it helps your performance, how well it helps you feel on a daily basis. And once you go some time without it, you really can understand and feel like the difference. Like, you know, over the holidays, we had wine, you know, just celebrating so much. Like Mm -hmm. we mentioned before, so much to celebrate and you kind of get caught in the, you know, the the celebratory celebratory mindset, which is perfectly fine. But also understand that, which we do, we're very in tune with our bodies. We understand how it makes us feel. We felt sluggish. We felt bloated, right? All those different things come into place when alcohol is within your normal nutrition. So I would always say, give yourself, if you're someone who loves to have a drink now and again, moderation is key. I wouldn't say cut it out completely because that's not realistic. There are always going to be um, uh, certain occasions where it's going to be present, where you want to be able to celebrate and that's fine. But understand what it does to you, how it makes you feel. And at the end of the day, it's not understand it's not going to help you right at the end of the day. It's not going to help you perform better. You're not going to work out a lot better because you ate, drank alcohol. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not it's, in most cases, it's a detriment. And it's empty calories going back to and it breaks down differently. This mm-hmm. is a whole different thing um, in terms of it breaking down. But it also I think it's seven to nine calories per think ounce or something, it also has calories in it, right? And so the more mixed drink you have, the more you're looking at more sugar, sugar. more empty calories. And then even if you just take a shot, you're still taking in calories, but that shot even though it's less calories than a mixed drink, is that leading to you ordering a pizza later? Mm, Are you getting hungry? Is it help? You know, so we noticed too, like if we, like a Friday night, if we went out to dinner and had wine, majority of the time the next day, we changed what we were going to do for our workout because we didn't feel good. So then it starts messing with your goals and your performance and your program. So like he said, there's nothing it does good for your body. Mm-hmm. It might feel celebratory. We love having wine. Like it's, you know, yeah. all of that is great. But if there's a point where we're really trying to hit a goal or like be consistent with the program, yeah. for us personally, it's easier for us to just cut it out because never has it made us perform better. Yeah. And, is I think, it, so. and I'm not sure on the exact science if someone knows this, um, but I read somewhere and I mentioned this before too as well. Um, it takes like alcohol, like 72 to 96 hours to completely metabolize in your body. That's a whole week, right? So if you went crazy, you know, it's during, something like certain amount of hours per ounce. Per ounce. Of yeah, yeah, alcohol. that's what it is. That's yeah. What it is. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, if you slamming drinks over the weekend, it could probably take up to a week for that to completely just sort of process throughout your system, right? So again, if your goal is to, and especially if you, you're putting yourself under a timetable, if you're following a program that's eight weeks long and you want to be at a certain point in those eight weeks, think about that. Processing that alcohol is going to hinder you, not only your performance, your recovery, your sleep. I know sometimes when I drink, sometimes I've, I feel like I can't get in the proper amount of sleep and all that plays a role into how quickly you're going to reach that goal. Mm-hmm. So again, we will never say cut out this, stop drinking that, but understand, yes, moderation is key, but... Alcohol is one of those non-negotiables where it's not, it's not, it's one of those things where, yeah, you can eat a hamburger. There's still things within a hamburger that your body can utilize, right? The carbs of the bread, the protein from the meat, right? But when it comes to alcohol, your body can't use that in any way that's going to help you. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So uh, keep that in mind. 
That, I'm going I'm to skip ahead. Let's go into hydration since we're talking about alcohol. Oh, this is another quick one. Uh, oh, let's talk about it. Hydration is <laughs> one of the best things you can do for your body because your water, your body is literally made up of mostly Keep water. Some water on. Um, and hydration directly affects your recovery. It affects your metabolism. It, it helps you when you're lifting. It helps your energy levels. There is so much that affects your hydration to the point where I've had clients literally begin drinking more water and they're like, oh, I feel leaner. You probably lost some water retention (laughs) because hydration also helps you to deplete water, which sounds backwards. So many times people, and maybe you've made this mistake before, will say, I'm bloated. I don't want to drink more water because I don't want to retain more water. Mm. You're making yourself more bloated. Mm. So a good way to get rid of bloating is to drink more water. And I know it sounds backwards, but being hydrated, if you're dehydrated, systems in your body start to slow down. They can't work properly. So making sure you're hydrated, getting in, I mean, your body weight in ounces is a good goal to have, but I mean, try to get in, like start with a half a gallon and then work your way up to a gallon. The more active you are, the more you're um, depleting water, the more yeah. you're going to want to drink. And keep in mind electrolytes yeah. with that. If you're sweating mm-hmm. a lot, you don't want to just drink water. You want to make sure you're getting in some good electrolytes as yeah. well. So it's really as simple as that. Like hydration can directly correlate with your body fat loss, your muscle gain, Correct. your energy, so many things. Yeah. And just like we tell you to make protein the foundation of your nutrition. Um, make water the foundation of your hydration. Because I also think a lot of people try to, you know, again, make electrolytes or add electrolytes as a part of their uh, their count for how much mm-hmm. they're hydrated. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, I had a client. He was like, oh, yeah, I drank almost a gallon. Of, I hydrated almost a gallon. Day. I drank like, you know, it was like 60 ounces of water and the other 60 ounces was like Gatorade and vitamin water. Mm. It's not the same. Not same. <laughs> it's not the same. So it's make a lot of sugar in there. Yeah, it's a lot of sugar. And again, we talked about that. So yeah. Make water the foundation of your drinks throughout the day. If you find yourself drinking, you know, a lot of coffees, a lot of, you know, the matches you make your Starbucks run, water needs to be on near you and by you on a day. We try to keep water. If you see us in the in the podcast, we always got some type of water with this toy. Today I have electrolytes and water. Yeah, you know why? Yeah. We'd had a very hard run. We, and we, we sweat. Did some electrolytes. We sweat a lot, right? So um, um, water is very important. Um, your body is made up of water. Yes. So don't deplete your body of what it needs, of what yeah. it needs to function, right? You're not... You need your gas for your car or in this day and age, you need electricity (laughs) for your car. So don't deplete your body from what it needs. Um, Really, really quick. You mentioned Starbucks and I forgot to say in the hidden calories that your coffees and your coffee creamer add up smoothies. We, I had a client once who realized she was putting almost 200 calories of creamer in her coffee. I know that sounds like a lot of calories. It's not a lot of creamer. It's not a lot of creamer. I promise you. Look, I think a serving size of creamer is a a tablespoon tablespoon. that does nothing to your coffee, right? And so um, your (laughs) your Starbucks, your coffee runs in the morning, your lattes, your cappuccinos, pure sugar. So keep that in mind with any drinks that you're drinking that are not like... You, you can look at the back of a Gatorade bottle and see it, right? But yeah. if you, your coffee cup, it's just coffee cup, it's just coffee, right? But yeah. look at what is in it um, and what's making it. So yeah. um, on to the next, following a diet. So this is Ooh. point eight. We're almost done, I promise. Um, but f- if you're following diets consistently, fad diets or hopping on a new meal plan, that can be a huge mistake because one, that may not be the 
diet for you. Mm -hmm. Again, we talked about how macro breakdown is important and it's different for everyone. Um, But two, a lot of times it's usually restricting you from something that you need. Say it again. Um, I don't don't think they're usually a diet is restricting you from something that you need Mm. or just it's restrictive in general. I don't think anything restrictive will last long term ever. And um, it's not sustainable. It is not sustainable. Anything that's restricting you is not sustainable. And a lot of times it's not good for you. It's not good for you. Um, Let's just take, for example, um, keto. You know, it works for a lot of people because you are depleting your body of carbs. Carbs retain more water than fat and protein. Mm. So when you cut that out, of course you're losing water weight at mm. the beginning, right? And keto was made for different metabolic diseases, type yes. 2 diabetes, metabolic syndrome, insulin resistant. There are times that you need to be on keto. There are times that you need to follow a specific diet. Usually that is ordered by a doctor and there is a specific reason. For example, when my mom first got her colostomy bag, there were so many things she couldn't eat because mm-hmm. her, I think it was a stoma is what it was called. Mm-hmm. It couldn't digest that. Yeah. She, they literally took majority of her colon. Yeah. So there are certain things that she couldn't digest at first and it was a very hard diet at first mm-hmm. and she lost a lot of weight. Should you follow that same diet because she lost weight on it, you know? And so there are a lot of diets that you'll lose some weight. But what happens when you start eating fruit again? Yeah. Fruit is a carb, by the way. With water. What happens when you start eating broccoli again, which is a carb, by the way? Yeah. So what happens when you start putting these things back in? Let's say there was a diet that took all protein out. Yeah. Right? Like that is not sustainable because you literally need protein for your muscles and your body and like it's so anything that restricts or takes something out that you need Mm -hmm. it's not good for your body it's restrictive and it's not going to last and then you jump from diet to diet to diet and the minute something's not working anymore you follow something else there your body is just going through all of these different processes Mm -hmm. and it it can't adjust to anything and that's the thing that's what i was going to mention like the adjustment Mm -hmm. part like your body has to um, and I'm sorry, I wanted to go back to water and just to, in a sense of acclimation. So I know a lot of you ask, like, how much water should I be drinking? Um, but understand that you have to give your body time to acclimate. Because I know yeah. a lot of people, especially during the challenge, they were like, oh, it's so hard to drink a gallon of water. I'm peeing. The bathroom I'm, a lot. <laughs> I'm peeing every 30 seconds. I Like, I get it. But your body has to get acclimated to the amount of water that mm-hmm. it's getting uh, on an hourly or, you know, every mm-hmm. every minute, really. Same thing with diets. Like, we don't recommend diets ever to anybody. A lot of people, especially on YouTube, ask us like, "Oh, what, what do you think? Or meal yeah, plan what do you think about this diet?" And we always say like, unless you are recommended a diet ba- a diet based on a certain condition that you have or limitations that you have within nutrition, we don't ever recommend a diet. And look at it like this: if it's something that you can't follow forever. Right. If it's something that's not sustainable for your body to be efficient with forever, we will never recommend it. Right. That's why we always preach intuitive eating, because it's realistic. Right. You can understand what's in your food. You can understand the portion sizes. If you need carbs, if you, you need, need, carbs, fat, if you you need, need energy. Right. You can supply yourself with that and understand what your body needs. And it's not um, it's not a limiting factor. You're not limiting yourself on what you can be eating because that's not realistic. Mm-hmm. Right. So we always try to preach whether it's 
with our workouts, nutrition, whatever, what's realistic? What mm -hmm. can you follow for the rest of your life? If you're following a certain diet and you're sacrificing every day and you feel like, oh, I got to cut this out, cut this out. If you feel like you can't follow that forever, then it's not sustainable, yep. right? And sustainability is the key to reaching any goal. And a lot of times, most people's goals is long-term anyway. So if you can't follow that long-term, then it's not even worth it. And you might as well eat in a way that's sustainable uh, to you and your body. Absolutely. Right, so... That's a big one. The last two we got. Um, and we, oh, oh, go I'm ahead. Sorry, go I was going to say, go I'm, I think do number 10 and then end with number nine. I, I was going to say, okay, okay, go perfect, ahead. Do perfect. your thing. Do your um, thing. So this one is another quick one, and it kind of falls in line with the zero calorie one. Mm -hmm. um, meat alternatives or any food alternatives. Um, and this one is big because it kind of goes in line again with ingredients, mm -hmm. but also sodium. Mm. Um, and a lot of clients that we've had that were vegan, they always complained of like puffiness or like I went vegan and I'm not losing any weight. And I think sometimes people can associate like going vegan with losing weight, yeah. right? Like, oh, I'm, I went vegan to be healthier or lose weight. Yeah. And then they start incorporating a lot of like alternative foods that are filled with fillers and yeah. sodium and things like that. And they feel worse. Yeah. And a lot of times it's not because you went vegan because there's a way to go vegan and getting great food and, and nutrients foods. and, um, and you feel better. Yeah. But we made the mistake of adding in a ton of meat yeah. alternative mm -hmm. foods. And again, I could probably pull those ingredients up and just like, Wow, you yeah. know, it is insane how much fillers and things are in there that of course are going to leave you feeling bloated and feeling not your best. Yeah. Um so a lot of times just kind of looking again this kind of falls with the zero calories looking at like if you're taking something out to feel better yeah. and you're adding it in with something artificial, yeah. you may not likely not feel better um yeah. doing those things. Might feel so worse. you might feel worse. Yeah, and it's not um, because of like, oh, you went vegan. It's just the things that you might be replacing certain yeah. things with. So sometimes keep that in mind if you are making dietary changes for whatever reason. It yeah. could be a health reason, a personal reason. If you're making any type of dietary changes, if you're saying, um, I don't want to eat dairy anymore for whatever reason, and you're putting in like fake cheeses or cheese alternatives that are mm. filled with a lot of fillers. Mm -hmm. um, again, sometimes having the cheese would have been better. <laughs> um, so meat alternatives, cheese alternatives, like all alternative foods. Yeah. Um, make sure you're looking at the ingredients, the sodium, the sugar content. Especially like the... Uh... <laughs> Especially the impossible meat. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. If, if it's telling you it's impossible, what makes it so impossible? What makes it impossible? <laughs> like, yeah. what is in it that makes it so impossible to, that, that is so comparable to like a regular beef patty, right? Mm -hmm. So, just again, that's a big one to keep in mind. Um, you know, understand, we always say this before, if you want to change up your nutrition, whether it's going vegan or following a specific way of eating, understand why are you doing it. Mm -hmm. And if you're, main reason is to lose weight, I guarantee you, it's probably something that's not sustainable and you're better off just eating clean the mm -hmm. way you were uh, in, a, in a fashion that you were before. You know what I mean? So cool. um, last but not least, this is more of a tip that we mentioned in the past podcast. Number 10, preparation is key. Absolutely. And we say this because, um, you know, we have a lot of um, hardworking people, especially people we know uh, we've been working with on the app who, you know, they have normal jobs, they have to go into the office, you know, time is limited. And especially, you know, that we have a lot of parents, people who have kids or people who they have to care for a lot of people to where 
it's so easy for time to get away from you and you're not prepared. Um, you, you might be great at getting in your workouts in the morning, and we, which we find that a lot of people have no issue doing, which is great. We created a community and a way for people to effectively get in their workouts. But when it comes to nutrition, a lot of people don't set themselves up for success. So if you find yourself that you're someone who's you go into the office every day, bring your lunch versus trying to eat out. Number one, you're going to save some money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but number two, bringing in your own lunch does a lot of different things. Number one, you can account for the protein that you need within that meal. So you can pack that and have that ready to go, especially if you had in a solid workout in the morning, right? Or if you, uh, one thing that Toya likes to do sometimes, especially uh, for breakfast, she likes to prep egg muffins, mm-hmm. which are a great source of protein. Or boiled eggs. Or boiled eggs. Just have that in the fridge already ready for me. If you are like to get in your workout in the early morning, you already have that prep for you. You can have that easy 20 grams of protein. Mm-hmm. Um, you can whip up a shake with it and have some protein available for you. So the best you can be prepared throughout today. And there's a lot of different ways to be prepared. You can bring your lunch. You even I know some people bring dinners to work sometimes, especially if you have to work late. Having that preparation is key. But also one thing that we like to do too, um, just have an idea of what you want to eat, mm-hmm. right? So we have a calendar within uh, in our kitchen right now that says everything that we're eating for dinner, which is a meal that kind of gets away from us on a weekly basis. But we know what we're eating. We're prepped the day before. Toya be like, all right, we're eating uh, taco bowls. Can, let's pull out some uh, ground turkey meat from the freezer. And now we're prepared. We got that already in the freezer. You don't want that to go bad. So you're more likely to prep that food uh, than to order out, right? You, you're going to see that. And I know some people still see that in the, in the fridge and still order out. But you're more likely to stay on track with your nutrition when you're prepared. And another thing, too, is if you are um, someone who is kind of tracking your macros and things like that, if you already know what you're having for dinner, mm-hmm. kind of sets up the rest of your day yeah. um, and understanding like, okay, I know I'm going to get 40 grams of protein for dinner. Let me make sure I get in the rest during Correct. the day. Or if you know there's a meal where you're not going to get in a lot of protein for dinner, um, then you know you need to get in the protein yep, throughout the day. Sure. So um, that's another common mistake is just not being prepared. Um, and another thing you can do, one last thing, especially we're in LA where food is social like everything is let's meet for dinner let's meet for lunch let's meet for drinks if you know you're gonna go somewhere take a look at the The menu menu ahead of time and see like if you are trying to stay on track see the options that you have you know before Mm -hmm. you go and kind of plan your day around that as well so um yeah that's 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 pretty much it those are 10 common things that either we have done that we felt were important to share or things that we get asked a lot. Like I think, like I said, the first three were very common in terms of like help I'm tracking and you know, it's not going right. And then we're like, Oh, are you weighing? And they're like, no, I'm eyeballing. I'm using a measuring (laughs) cup. So that's usually um, number one that is very, so, so common. Um, And then the rest are things, you know, that we've been asked here and there, or again, things that we've personally done that now I'm like, yeah, let's do a quick overview of them just yep. in case you missed some. So these are all 10. Write them down and maybe we'll include them in the show notes. But uh, number one, under and overestimating your food intake. Very important. Understand your portion sizes, how much you're putting into your body, how much the calorie contents of the food that you're putting into your body. Number two, once you understand that, understand the macro breakdown. The macro makes a big difference, um, especially if you're tracking your calories. Um, that can be what cracks the code for you is understanding macros and how much your body needs on any given basis. And especially based on your goals. Number three, hidden calories, the oils, the nut butters, the uh, lattes, the cappuccinos, lattes, cal- cappuccinos, those 
custom orders at Starbucks. Understand that those are the little things that can add up a lot um, throughout the day. Number four, run z- away from zero calorie foods. Yes, That's zero calories. Four. If they, they don't taste good, ask yourself the question: If it's zero calories, understand or right, what they put in it. Understand the, the ingredients of everything in it. Yes. Um, number five, the burn it off mentality. Let, you, you heard it. It don't work like that. Number <laughs> six, alcohol consumption. Right, in most cases, and. 99% of the time, it is a detriment to your body. So the best you can cut that out, the more you'll uh, you'll perform better, you'll recover better, and you're more likely to reach your goals in the mm-hmm. fashion that you want to reach them in, which for most people, we need that instant uh, gratification, which is fast, yep. right? Uh, number seven, following a diet, right? We don't recommend following a diet unless it's instructed to you by your doctor. If not, we recommend understanding. Again, you can track your calories to understand and educate yourself on what has what, but also eating... Um, as intuitive as possible uh, to make sure that you're, um, you know, uh, reaching your goals in a way that's sustainable over time, long term. Right. Uh, next, hydration. Hydration is key. Make sure you get in your water. It will be an adjustment, especially if you're not used to getting in amount of water that you need to get in on a daily basis. But once you get acclimated, you'll feel the effects. You'll feel a lot more energetic. You'll have a lot more energy throughout for your workouts. And you just feel better in general because your body has the water that it needs to function. Number Nine meat alternatives, fillers like that's bottom line. It's any probably, alternative, any meat, alternative cheese, meat. All, all they're the coming stuff. out, man. Look, they're getting creative. These alternative companies are avocados. getting look chips. <laughs> like you can go with snacks. There's so many different alternatives. Just understand at the bottom line. Understand those ingredients and what's in it. And last but not least, prepare yourself as prepared mm. as you can be on a daily basis to make sure that your nutrition is on track. You're going to be set life cool all right so those are all 10 hopefully you learned a lot from these again these are common mistakes that we get from a lot of people we get questions every day so if anyone asks you know any of the questions that or any of the things that we brought up in this podcast today send them this podcast and let them know um you know listen take a listen to this and you'll probably understand nutrition a lot more uh for what your body needs so um with that being said we got a few minutes left let's do it Dad joke. I got a dad joke today. Oh, I got she got one. one. I got one. Oh, I got snap. One. It's, a, okay. it's a great day when Toya got a dad joke. Why don't eggs tell each other jokes? You and these egg jokes. I love eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't eggs tell each other jokes? Uh, oh, because they, they shell. They're sh- no. Keep, oh. uh, I feel like I'm there. Uh, they're five. They're shellfish. They're. They're, it's not a shelfie. I know. So. Well, like they're like they would crack each other up. <laughs> <laughs> we can't tell jokes. They would crack each other up, and then the eggs would crack. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Crack each other up is good. All right, I gotta read mine so I don't mess it up. Okay. Okay. Um. Why did the clock malfunction when he got hungry? I should know this. Yeah. No, no, no. Why did the malfunctioning clock? No, that's stupid. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Next. What did the clock do when he got hungry? That's the question. What did the clock do when he got hungry? Dinged and said, and me too. (laughs) That's what I would do. That's your answer? Yeah. No, he went back four seconds. He went back four seconds. <laughs> he went back for seconds. I get it. 
Wow. But he went back four seconds. But four seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's why he was malfunctioning. I'm malfunctioning yeah, because I'm hungry. It's lunchtime here <laughs> in the Juice and Toy Studio. But anyways, we appreciate all of you for yes. not only listening to our terrible dad jokes, but also uh, really just soaking in the information that we're trying to give you. Again, we're trying to simplify fitness, but at the same time, give you the real like we're not trying to sugarcoat anything. I'm sorry. I, I was don't know. wondering. My phone's I thought I was off. tripping. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, but we're not trying to sugarcoat anything. Again, at the end of the day, uh, we're doing this to help you. We care yes. about all of you. If you're listening to this podcast, we care about you. And we want to fast track you through all the BS that you see on social media. And again, there's a lot of good stuff, but we're trying to filter it to where you understand the importance of what your body needs for you, right? So yeah. uh, we appreciate you. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. If you're watching this, leave us a comment. Um, let us know more episodes that you would like to see. If yeah. you're listening, please leave us a rating. Check out the show notes for all of the important things that we mentioned in terms of like the program and the housekeeping stuff. Get your merch. Um, get your merch, get your programs, all the fun stuff. Yeah. But yeah, again, Thank you for joining us. Go check out all the rest of our episodes. Always let us know what you want to see. Subscribe. Subscribe. All the fun stuff. And we'll see you all at the next one.